This is TJ Talks. Listen at your own risk. Welcome to TJ Talks. I'm your host, Judd, and with me here, live. I'm Teresa. <laughs> hey. I am live. I believe it. I believe I'm alive. I it's, can see myself in the Skype video. I think I'm alive. Can you believe it? 2012? It's still 2012. I woke up again, and it's 2012. I know. Do you ever have that, like, mid-January realization that it's a whole nother freaking year? Like, I don't I, I still write 2011 on stuff. I'm always dating things wrong. When does that finally sink in? But you know, the funny thing is about that. Do you remember it used to be checks was the big deal? You'd be right. writing a check. I haven't written a check in so long that it's like, oh, really, 2012? I have to. It's, the idea of even writing a date on a check is a so check. foreign to me. My blood pressure rises when I see people pull out checkbooks, like at the grocery store. And I'm sorry, older people, that if we have any older people listening, but it's older people that do that. And they write checks, and it's annoying. Or, Get a debit card. Do they still, at the grocery store, where you can hand them your check, and they'll run it through the machine, and it goes, and print onto the check for them, and then they hand it back to the person they sign it? Oh, no, our arts don't do that. I don't know. Well, maybe they do. I don't know. I haven't written a check in years. I don't know. That's a, Maybe that's a Florida thing. No, I've seen it around. But I, I think That'd be nice if they did that here because it's the old people that don't know how to write the name of the store or, or get it prepared before the food's been already rung up. I hate that part I, of it. I'll tell you a real secret. There's a lot of old people who have a fear of actually having to write out n- word numbers. Sure. Like – the word 40 or 90 or, you know, they, they worry that they're not going to spell the numbers right and get that correct. My, my grandfather had a phobia of that. About right. Okay. Yes. So if there was a machine to do it, I think that's great. I just think the machine is called a debit card machine and use your <laughs> debit card. <laughs> and I get it. You're old. So you can have your jitterbug cell phone and your big buttons on stuff, but learn to use the debit card. It's just easier. And I'm going to be old. I am old already. So I already know my shortcomings. I'm not criticizing old people in general, but you know, the the worst part about a debit card though, is it fits into your wallet. There should be, hold on, hear me out. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not seeing that as a downside. So explain. Uh, Okay. The downside is with a credit, with a checkbook and especially with like NCR paper and stuff like that, you had a record of what you were doing. You had a realization every time you wrote a check. How much money is left? It's there in the ledger. You're looking at the ledger. Debit card, no ledger. Well, you yes, get, the banks designed it that way, right? You know, so you just spend mindlessly. Just mindlessly spend. If you yeah. had a little booklet that you put the debit card on one side and you had the ledger on the other side so you knew all right. your outgo expenses and it was all right there and you wrote it down each time. People wouldn't spend as much money, probably. Well, they'd be more conscious of the spending right. that they do. And I think if our debit cards were the size of our iPads, like that would be 
You know how you scan your phone <laughs> at, the, at Starbucks, right? <laughs> yeah, it's big. Ten, ten so, listen, to, hear me out. You take your iPhone into Starbucks and you pay with your phone, right? Mm-hmm. I never bring my wallet into Starbucks anymore. I always pay with my my phone. Yes. So, okay, maybe I should get the Bank of America people to put my debit card on my iPad. So I have to carry that around and spend it holding it up to the little sensor as you know, as sideways as you have to do it. I don't know. It might be a way to quit spending so much money. Well, you know what? Maybe. Maybe that's maybe that's that's I don't know. I mean, I mean, I've seen everything in the book to try to help people track their expenses like cash, baby. Spend cash. Cash. Yeah. Uh, there's an application for the iPhone called Lemon, which okay. which you can take a photo of your receipt and it will scan it for you and keep a ledger for you. Really? Yeah. Oh, I like this idea. OK. But It's too hard to keep up with and stuff. It's, everything that's good for you is hard to keep up with. I've determined that in my 42 years of existence. But as someone who is always looking for creative ways to, A, save money and train myself to be financially responsible, which I have yet to do, mm-hmm. um, I do know like the envelope system. Yeah. When, you really, when you really have to think about it, you spend less money. Oh, so yeah. it's better that it's a little bit of a problem. I wonder how difficult it would be. I mean, I've got a wallet and I keep my cards in there. If I put a some sort of little ledger book like the size of one of those really mini um uh notebooks that yeah. are, they're around the, about the same size as a credit card. And if I kept it with me and I had the columns laid out and I was re- really dedicated to this because I, first I want to give the excuse that well, you know, I'm not going to carry a pen with me, but well uh, and you know what? There, there is a, a little bit of that because now they won't have you sign anything unless you don't say. It's all for, like Jeopardy. You sign the machine, right? No, yeah. no, not even that. If it's under fifty bucks, it's true. You don't sign anything. You don't sign anything. So, Here again, yes. Nope. It's spend, pen, spend, spend. penless. Hi, hi, hi. We're screwed. Uh, we are screwed. They're making us feel yes, like it's just so easy. Well, I, yeah. I feel like I'm in a dream state when it comes to this whole money thing. I was going to say, something you can't put a price on is our topic today, right? I know. All right. Let's get into that. After this. <laughs> our topic today is sleep. <laughs> sleep. Wow. Oh, yes. The elusive, most valuable commodity in an adult human being's life. I'm convinced. You know, they say, I've heard it said anyways, that if you want to be successful, sleep more. Uh, in fact, uh, Ben Stein had talked about that on uh, CBS Sunday Morning. He did one of his took, dedicated one of his rants to getting enough sleep. Sleeping? Oh, that, I like Ben Stein. Okay, you know, and okay. he's a conservative guy, but yeah, he's conservative, but he's in- entertaining about it. So yeah. okay, but he was talking about a professor or somebody else that told him that that is just like you said, what will help you be much more successful. That we spend all of our time using every waking moment right trying to squeeze the last little bit of life out of ourselves only and we to... just need to sleep yes you know i'm wondering like malcolm gladwell you know he's got his theory that it takes 10,000 hours to become an expert at anything well i'm never going to be an expert at sleep i don't think i've slept 10,000 hours <laughs> oh, although i do have to say we're going to start this conversation and we're going to talk well, tell us, what are we going to talk about today, Jed? Well, we're going to talk about the stages of sleep. Yeah, like the mechanics of that, right? Yeah, the mechanics of sleep. We're going to talk about 
how much sleep do we actually need? We're talking about that need. Beauty sleep. Orientation. You know? Orientation. <laughs> that makes it sound like freshman day body, or something. Body but, yeah. orientation. Supine or what? prostate. What, how do you sleep? I don't know. Yes. Right. right. I have a whole regime for sleep. So, yeah, this is going to be – we could talk for hours. <laughs> Sleeping disorders. Yep. And insomnia. Insomnia and disturbing your sleep, right? Yes. And um, I guess a, a little bit of dreams. Yeah. We're not oh, gonna, I have uh, – yes, I love that. We're not going to talk what our dreams are, but <laughs> we'll talk about dreaming. Dreaming in general. <laughs> well, I, I, there are some dreams that if I – said them out loud on the radio, everyone would know I'm certifiably crazy. So I won't explain those dreams. But I have had a proliferation of food dreams lately. And we'll talk about that. Really? When we get to part. Yeah, it's because of my diet. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay, well, let's get into stages of dream, uh, stages of sleep. Right. And to quote my sources here, mm-hmm. this is all Wikipedia information. <laughs> and, and we can denounce Wikipedia and their various states of infactitude. That's my new word for the day. But I think that they're competent enough to highlight the the stages of sleep. I think they're fine. They're fine, right? Like, yeah. It, it, yeah. Anyway, um, stage one mm-hmm. is the N one stage of sleep, the non REM stage, and that. Do you ever have this happen to you where you're laying in bed and you're almost about to fall asleep, and then you jump or you startle or you have you, a leg jerk or something? Do you know I've gotten Charlie horses from that? From doing that, right? Like, yes. Like my whole leg will spasm and I'll be practically out of commission for a couple days. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just like so like it, it just hurts to walk and I wake what up. What I want to know is why doesn't that happen every night? Why does that only happen every once in a while? I don't – I get it that we have these stages and we go into these stages every night. So why don't we have the same responses? I'm always curious about that. But we do it every night? Is that right? Yeah, we do it every night. Wow. Or, or we, we go into this stage because then N1 is followed by N2. And N2 is non-REM still, but you spend 45 to 55% of all your time sleeping in N2. So that's really the majority of time because we go into the other phases in and out in different percentages. So a little more than half of your sleep is in this N2. So, um, and that's good. That's good sleep for you. That's good to be in that sleep. And then N3 Mm -hmm. is when you're still non-REM, but that's when you have night terrors. Um, You have sleepwalking, somniloquy, which I thought was a fun word, which means sleep talking. Uh, Mm -hmm. Do you know people that talk in their sleep? Do you ever have um, you know, I think I've been told once that I, okay. they, I know, I don't remember. I, I know, oh, I do know that I, I have a person who does talk in their sleep. Yes, okay. that's true. That's true. I've, I've experienced that. But, I have a really dear friend who talks a lot in her sleep and we've yeah. traveled together and stayed in hotels together and, and definitely she's a conversationalist in the middle of the night and you, and she sounds so coherent and she's addressing a current topic or something that you would have been talking about earlier or whatever. And, and you just expect her to, to roll over and she's going to be wide awake looking at you, talking to you. And she's so out asleep. It's not even funny. It, you know, it is, it is funny when you talk about people who talk in their sleep because it is, 
they'll, they'll when they wake up, they go, I did not say that. Yes, exactly. The complete denial of it. Yes. Uh, no, I didn't. I never did that. Right, right, right. Yeah, well, she knows she does it. And I know I do it occasionally. But when I do it, it generally wakes me up. Like if I make an audible gasp or noise or, or what I'm trying to formulate a word, it will spur me awake. So I don't. That's definitely – I have lots of sleep issues and things that I do bad when I sleep, but talking isn't one of them all the time. Mm. And well, I've never well, been a sleepwalker. Are you a sleepwalker? No, no. Okay. In fact, I know I don't talk in my sleep thinking about it because I would have been told that in the Navy. So, Oh, yeah, for, right. For sure. Oh, yeah. Somebody would have said – they would have thrown a pillow and said, shut the fuck up. Shut up, Spitzer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Put a cork in it. Okay, so I knew a girl uh, – uh-huh young girl, sleepwalker. We were camping with families. She actually exited a tent sleepwalking, walked through the campground, went into a whole nother campsite's motor home to go to sleep. So sleepwalking is a big deal. It can be really dangerous. Didn't uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr. do that? Woke up in some girl's bed there in (laughs) – <laughs> oh damn! Where was I? Huh? Yeah, you know, this was like some somewhere while he, when he was in that uh, you know drug phase thing. You know, he had just gotten out of rehab and everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he had uh, woke up, and it was, and I believe it was actual sleepwalking that occurred. And, okay, now wait. Okay, good. I'm what? glad you brought this up because this is something that they cited that the sleepwalking also leads to the sleep disorder that they're calling. Sleep related eating disorder. Have you heard this? Yes, and I've seen it. And there was no! that. Huh? I've seen it on TV where they showed people doing it. No, people don't do that. Yes, no. they do. And there was a drug. There's a drug that if you take it, it causes it. Well, supposedly Ambien helps yes. that, right? That, was that, it. that Ambien. fuels yeah. that. Yeah. But also, people claim to just do it. Now, I love to eat. I love to eat more than I love you know, almost anything in life. So food means so much to me. And I would never in a million years imagine someone's able to get up and eat. And they usually only eat, like they specifically eat carbohydrate type foods. Oh, so there's, I'm gonna and make, they have no recollection of it. I'm oh, going to email on. you a video of somebody doing it. And it's the craziest <laughs> thing ever. You see them laying in bed and they got food and they're going to no way. Okay, well, if I had that disorder, and I'm not convinced maybe I don't because of my weight, but if I did, I'd be so bummed. I love to know what I'm eating. I love to enjoy what I'm eating. So that would bum me out if I was asleep during it. Oh, my god! Getting good carbs but, and sleeping the whole time, that just seems so unfair. But I thought they eat all sorts of crazy stuff. They wake up and they're eating, you know. Well, like, they can. Like and motor oil. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Well, Pe- poisonous substances would yeah, be no fun pe- to peanut eat. Peanut butter and, and cotton sandwiches. Oh, <laughs> so twenty eight percent of gastric bypass patients suffer from this. Right now, okay. so that that sort of leads. I'm sorry. I have a food addiction, and I get it, and I've addressed it, and I'm you know my name is Teresa, et cetera, et cetera. So I get that, but um, I think that. People who have a tendency to overeat also under diminish the amount of blame that they own in that sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, because I'm one of those people, that's just why I'm saying it. So, I think that it's really easy to say, Oh, I did it when I was sleeping. And you, you know, I don't know. <laughs> At least there, now I, there's some people who can. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, well, I do feel bad for them because I want to know. I just, I, I'm still going to go nighttime eating or sleeping, sleep-related eating disorder. I'm going to uh-huh. say bones, but send me your video. Be one of the nicer videos you've probably sent me. <laughs> Speaking of that, I got a panda video for you, but anyway, I'll tell hey, you later. <laughs> All right, so we're moving on now, okay? So now we're. Okay, that was N3. N3. Now we're going to enter REM, okay? REM. Dun, dun, dun. It feels like we should have some Star Trek music in the background or something. So only 20 to 25% of your sleep time is actually spent in REM. But it's super restorative for you, right? So most of your memorable dreaming occurs in REM states. Um, you're actually slightly paralyzed during REM sleeping. So they claim that your, your body does that as like a protection mechanism. So you don't actually kind of physically harm yourself or whatever because you're dreaming at your most vivid time. So um, I, I just think do – you, do you remember your dreams? Do you dream every night? Um, I have these dreams and I should wake up and okay. say – and record them. You should. You're supposed to write them down, right? Yeah. I mean, if I just because I can't write them down fast enough, it's just like they escape your brain. But I, I will tell you something, and maybe this is different for other people. When I dream of places, they're never like they are in real life. If I dream okay. of my house, my house is not configured. It doesn't look anything like it. The but in dream, you know it's your house, even though it doesn't look like it, right? Yeah. Yeah, you're convinced in your dream. Yes, I have that phenomenon. It, it's like everything that I – every time I have a dream, like I have had dream, submarine dreams, the submarine was never like the, sub, the real submarine in any way. But you know what it is. Yes. People can be that way too in my dreams. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? They're not the people that visually I would recognize, but I know that that's that person. Have you ever flown in a dream? No, I don't have flying dreams. No flying you? Dreams. And they're supposed to be good. I don't. I've had one, I think, one flying dream. Okay, that, that's good. That's good. It, and I, but it's kind of like a, the greatest American hero type flying dream, where okay. you know you're really trying to fly but you can't. You okay, fall into dumpsters. This is my eternal frustration in dreams: is that I'm trying to get somewhere, I'm trying to get past things, or can't run fast enough, or. Mm-hmm. And what about naked dreams? Do you dream about, you know, you were at middle school naked? I've had a couple of dreams like that. For me, I'm never naked, which, you know, great. Yeah. I can't even get, you know, good naked action in my dreams. But <laughs> I'm never naked. But I don't have my shoes on. That's my nakedness hmm. is that I'm sans shoes in my dreams. I don't have naked dreams anymore, though. But anymore, okay. No, no. I guess maybe, I don't know why. I don't know. I guess at some point there are certain kinds of dreams you probably grow out of, right? Well, I guess it depends what that means, right? Do all these dreams have meanings? And and I know we're talking sleep, but this is kind of an interesting topic, subtopic. Oh, it's a huge interesting topic. And I think, yes, we'll have to be concise about our comments here. Mm-hmm. But yes, every dream has a meaning, I believe. And I like different interpretations for the same dream. Like, have you ever heard the dream interpretation theory of that you are every person in your dream or every theme in your dream. So all all the different aspects that you've dreamt about are different aspects that you feel about. And then one of the other things I think about dream, I think dreaming is also just your brain downloading all of its information because we've all had the same phenomenon where you say you see a commercial for Fritos and then you know, two nights later, you have a dream and someone's eating Fritos because you saw that on something. And it's just your brain is just processing that and deleting that 48 hours later. 
but you have to get it out of your subconscious. You think so? I think so. I think that happens a lot. Where I'll, or I'll hear about a celebrity doing something good or bad in the news, and then a week or so later, I'll have a dream, and that celebrity will be in it. So, yeah. And then, what about bad dreams? Like, do you have bad dreams more than good dreams, or are they the same? Um, I do have bad dreams, and occasionally, I'll even have a nightmare here and there. And I've, yeah. had, I've had some pretty nasty nightmares, too. It is horrible, isn't it? It's very unsettling. Well, you know, what is a nightmare for you? What do you consider a nightmare? Um, okay, so I would have said, five years ago especially, I would have said, I have more bad dreams than I have, quote-unquote, good dreams. Mm-hmm. And to me, uh, dreams where, A, I can't get to someone or something that I need to protect or save or love, and that's always a huge theme. And then, specifically, I've had recurring dreams, not the same dream, but the same theme of plane crashes, and I see the plane crash. And that's a big theme for me in dreams. I don't hmm. know what that means. I'm sure it means I hate my mother or something. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sure it means something psychologically unsettling. Um, I have dreams of the supernatural. Oh, really? Like? Dream, like Satan and stuff like oh, that. Oh, Devil, voodoo and stuff? Devils okay. and, and, you know, all that kind of crazy stuff that somehow I'm involved in that world and and I have to deal with that. In fact, I had one where I woke up and I was so unsettled by it that I Uh tried to contact somebody to find out, you know, does this mean anything in my subconscious? And because it was, it was that disturbing of a dream that you wake up and you remember it and you remember it and you're like, you know, it's like my, is it my brain telling me something? Right. So yeah, that was, that is really wild when you have that. I okay, like all right, I'll and, be real. And you're ta- and you're being talked to. It's not like me just experiencing, but like having one of those, you know, conversations with, you know, with, with some demon. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. and I've had dreams that are really unflattering where. I dreamt that I killed somebody, right? And not really even for a good reason. I just murdered someone. Oh, it, and- do you need a good reason? <laughs> Sometimes you need a good reason. Sometimes they just need killing. But either way, um, I never in my dream was remorseful for killing them, mm-hmm. but I was bummed about the fact that I got caught. So, like, it wasn't that I killed them or did the major wrongness in the dream. It was the fact that everybody I knew knew about it. So, here again, it's just a psychological textbook on how crazy I am. But that's. Uh, that was a dream that I remember specifically waking up going, oh, my gosh, this is a horrible thing that I didn't care that I killed this person. I just cared that everybody I knew knew. <laughs> so oh. that's not good. <laughs> Man. Okay. I think right. that's good enough on the dreaming thing. Dream part, and, and yes. Maybe that's a whole another topic. We can have people call in and let us know what their dreams are. They should do that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So – all right, what's next? So, okay, so a little bit more about the mechanics, and I think this will take us into our other stuff, okay? Yeah, yeah. So you've heard of the circadian clock? Yeah. Okay, your circadian rhythms are what keep you on your sleep cycle, right? Yeah, yeah, I have something interesting about that. Go ahead. Okay, and that most of us are wired to sleep at night. That's right. Not everybody, but most of us. And so for people who work night shifts and have to retrain their circadian clock internally, that that poses, it's almost a lifelong process that you're always fighting, that you never really come around to sleeping during the day 
for 99.9% of the population, we're all supposed to sleep at night. So, yeah, very interesting that if your clock is off, it it just messes you up. They claim that the federal government is going to um, require some special, uh, I want to say compensation or consideration for night workers. Because like of that, their minimum wage to be higher or whatever, right? So, something whatever. about that. Um, yeah, I, I, it was in the news just the other day. Um, I don't know. I mean, I guess I understand the reason for that. It'd be nice if the government didn't have to mandate it, but it'd be nice if the government didn't have to mandate a lot of things. So, um, sure Paul has something to say about that. Yeah, <laughs> but he's probably one of these people because he's. I think he's a big thinker, right? Whether you like what he says or thinks, it's oh, a whole story. But he's a big thinker. I, I know what it was. It was food. Okay. It was food was the, the issue about it. They were talking mean? about that um, if you are a night worker and you mess up that rhythm, uh-huh. if you do not eat in a normal pattern and it causes uh, weight gain, excess ga- weight gain for night workers. Oh, I've heard that too. Yes. Yeah. And that sort of makes sense because your whole body clock is off and so much happens in your sleeping for your restoration processes for your body. Mm-hmm. I mean, when kids, we use the sleep time to grow and as adults, we use the sleep time to produce what H, the little bit of HGH that we still produce on our own as we get older and older. So we have to have, we have to have sleep. So they were talking about some compensation or some sort of uh, thing to figure out how to make it healthier for shift workers. Interesting. Well, they're probably just going to legislate that we all have to get shots or injections of high fructose corn syrup because that's all the government wants us to eat anyway, right? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. That's all they want us to eat. Just eat more high fructose corn syrup. Um, which is not a problem. I enjoy eating it whenever I do. So, okay, sleep duration, like how much sleep you need, is affected specifically by a gene. They know which gene that is. It's the gene DEC2. And some people have a mutation of that gene that means they don't have to sleep as much. We all know those people that say, oh, I only sleep two or three hours a night and I function just fine. I hate those people. I envy those people, but I hate those people. Yeah. And they have a mutated gene. That's why they don't need to sleep. Really? Yes. See, now I would not so. think that. I need my sleep. I could sleep. I, it, 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 when I was little, I did not need as much sleep, or maybe I went to sleep earlier. In children, they say not needing a lot of sleep is a sign of intelligence. Really? Yes. Hmm. In adults, I don't think it translates. No, but. no. Well, I could tell you I probably went to bed at, at uh, 9 o'clock on most uh-huh. nights. That was kind of like after the prime time hour for kids. Uh, <laughs> Yes. And I was up at 5 o'clock every morning. I mean, I was just awake. It was done. Sleep was over and 5, 6 o'clock at the latest, I was up. And you, especially when you're kids, that's the beauty of being a kid. You wake up and you're awake. Like as a grown up, man, if I wake up, I'm not awake. I got to get some coffee and I need some time and quiet. Yeah. You don't pop up anymore. Yeah. That's awake. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, okay, I have all these stupid statistics that I want to share with you because I just – I thought that was interesting. And there was a study that showed um, over 1 million people were involved in this study. And people who live the longest Mm -hmm. self-report – so it's self-reported, okay? It may not be 100% science, but a million people that they get six to seven hours of sleep a night. Yeah. And that that six to seven seems to be the magic 
number for most adults. Now, people always say eight hours of sleep, but I think I think maybe the eight hours encompasses your getting ready for bed, your actual getting to sleep, sleeping seven more hours, et cetera. I don't know. Hmm. And that longevity is definitely related to sleep. But if you sleep too much, then you're going to have higher mor- morbidity rates because I and think you're and bed sores. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Whatever happened to those grandparents in Willy Wonka? They live forever. They never got out of bed. I know. <laughs> those people were always in bed. You know, I, and well, how come four people were in the same bed? Hmm. I never understood that. I don't know. Maybe it was a – it was the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> Something going on. Wasn't, wasn't there a movie like that? <laughs> Bob Carroll, Ted and Alice, yeah, right? That's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I don't think that was the grandparents from Willy Wonka, oh, but dang. could be close. You never know. So anyway, so those are my facts and and statistics about sleep. And I just I know personally, I need it. I need it desperately. I I go to bed so early. I feel so old, and I sleep. Knock wood, I sleep pretty good. Do you, on a scale of one to ten, how would you rate your sleep? When I get it. As a good stretch, I would say it's at least a a nine. Okay, that's good. That's really good. Okay. But when I'm not getting it, then it's really bad. All right, so let's talk about why don't you get it? Like what happens to you? I think I stay up too late, and then I have to get up so early. I have to be up at 4, 30, 5 o'clock in the morning. Oh, that's early. And and how about you? I mean, for me, I get up. I I use my iPhone as my alarm clock, (laughs) and that thing goes off at... 4.30, 4.30, and then I hit the snooze on it because it has snooze, and it goes off 10 minutes later, and 10 minutes later, and then 10 minutes later, and then the actual 5 o'clock backup alarm goes off. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you have this ritual because I have something similar, so yes, you know, yes. And then when the 5 o'clock alarm, and I look at it, and I also put the phone on the other side of the room. So that way I have to get up to address it. I can't. Oh, I was just going to ask you that. I've heard that theory before that if you have to physically get up to turn it off, oh. then you're more likely to get up. Hold on. I'm going to play the, my annoying alarm. You're in our alarm tone? Oh, that's funny. <laughs> right? I mean, shouldn't everybody. And what is your drop dead time? Like, do you have to five. be out of bed by 5.01? Oh, five, five, yeah, if I'm not up by yeah. 5. It's... So what if you just set the alarm for 5 and just got up? You know, the interesting thing about it is that I I feel like if I can go lay down and maybe even like go into I don't know if you do you go into REM again or you go into something I yes the weird disjointed morning sleep is like the worst to wake up from but yes but that's what I'm thinking is I'm getting REM again and I feel like I'm getting another um, a chance at another dream state because I I start to think and then I doze and I like that yeah not it's definitely difficult to wake up and it, you wake up, you go back to sleep because we've all done this, right? Where you over <laughs> is that not annoying? That's annoying. Dive, oh, dive, yeah. dive. Yeah, dive. Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I need to Mine's turn that off. Something similar. I use my iPhone as well. Um, I have other better ones though. <laughs> But you know what? I don't think I'd wake up to – I mean I've been so used to this one now. Oh, really? When I had my BlackBerry, I used my BlackBerry before and that one had a very distinctive tone that I remember. And yeah, it's almost Pavlovian. If I hear it, some people can use those tones as like their message tones or whatever. And I think, what are they doing getting up in the morning? You know? <laughs> oh, right. Well, you know, I have all these submarine emergency alarms too, which <laughs> that bugs the crap out of the people at my work because it's like this here. 
<laughs> you know, you wake up. You you wake up to something like that. You'll be like, oh my god, the submarine's gonna. Sink. It's a depth charge coming right at us. Yes, torpedo. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, yeah, and you work with a lot of old sailors, so that would make sense. They would jump a little bit, but I had that as my ringtone. One of those alarms, and I was at work, and there were some submarine officers around, and they were they all freaked out. <laughs> oh my god, what the hell you got on on your phone? So okay, so I think you should try just setting your alarm for five and just getting up. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> because you need your ritual, right? You know, I, realistically, I need to be up at four thirty. Okay. But I've kind of built into my mind that if I get up at if I if I am so tired and I can't get up at four thirty, I can still get up at five and make it. And still make it, right? It's okay. Like, yeah, we all have that window of time that we play with every day. Because if I get up at four thirty and I start doing all of the little things that I don't really need to do. By five o'clock, I can be, you know, showered, shaved, and now and getting ready out the door. But yeah, but if, if I didn't have to deal with all the little things before work, like making lunch and stuff, yes. I mean, what if you did those things the night before? It would save time. It would save time, <laughs> right? Like your clothes, whatever. There's like a million and one organizational tips that you could get 45 more seconds of sleep from. But I just don't ever think I'm that organized. Oh, oh getting cl- no clothes are no big deal. This is grabbing it right out of the closet. Uh, do you, but you don't plan what you're going to wear every day. Like no. girls do, kind of, right? Really? You guys plan? Well, I always think about what am I going to wear tomorrow. Yes. Really? No, yes. not me. I, I'm looking at my closet. I wear something I wore similarly earlier in the week or whatever. I have to plan. Well, I mean, I pretty much have khaki pants and black pants. <laughs> See, here again, why the universe is unfair and men have it easier. <laughs> but, well, that's a whole other show. Which polo okay. shirt am I going to yeah, wear today? Yeah. <laughs> So, all right, so you're going to wake up at 4.30 to 5. Yeah. I, my alarm goes off at 5 every day. Uh-huh. Sometimes I wake up a little bit early. I don't ever get out of bed until 5-ish and then go get the coffee, and then I come back to bed and drink the coffee. So I have a little bit of a routine that I cannot avoid. But what time do you generally go to sleep at night? Uh, 10, 30, 11. See, that's late. Yeah. For me, that's late. Yeah. So and do you watch TV before you sleep, or do you just go to sleep? Oh, you know, um, I no, I don't listen. I don't watch TV at all. You don't watch TV, okay? Because no. I do all the things they say you're not supposed to do. But I, I look I, at the iPad. I look at the TV. I do all that stuff. Oh, I'm on the computer I, right before I go to bed. Oh, so you have your laptop there, right? Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Or yeah, I might, yeah. I might, I can fall asleep. You know, this has happened to me already now a, a number of times. I'm in the middle of making a move in words with friends, <laughs> have the phone in my hand. And then I wake up and it's 2 a.m. and lights are on. And I'm like, what the hell happened? What happened, right? <laughs> okay, that's funny. Never done that, but yeah. No, I go to bed so early. I'm such an old fogey. I want to go to bed every night at 9 o'clock. And if I make it till. If I make it to like 9.30, JP's teasing me about, you know, you better go to bed. You've been up way too late. And I watch TV or whatever for 15, 20 minutes, and then I am out. You know, there's nothing on TV to commit me to staying up to watch TV. And well, I think – my TiVo shows that I'm watching. Oh, well, that's cool. Yeah, I watch whatever's on TiVo. But they say you're not supposed to have a, uh, electronic devices, TV, whatever, computers in your bedrooms because that's prohibitive to good sleep. 
But really? I like to sleep with the TV on all night. That's my favorite. Oh, if I could listen to the radio or like, like you know, fall asleep listening to people talking, that I will go to bed like that. Like that. So you need NPR on all night. <laughs> all, all night, and, and I can be I get I get the best night's sleep. And somehow I I learn something. I wake up and I. I'm sure there's osmosis, or was it <laughs> osmosis? Osmosis, that's it, I'm, yes. get, I'm getting in my sleep this knowledge. What they're saying? Yeah. Oh, I like that I idea. Do, I know I get something. All but, right. But, uh, and what know. about pillow placement? How many pillows do you need, and is it important? Two. I need enough to li- – I, my head needs to be lifted enough. Okay. Let's see. What else? Oh, and uh, no, no spooning. It's hard to sleep that way. It's fun no. to cuddle and snuggle, but sleep, I need space. Yeah. I, yeah. I'm a turner. I, I am all around. I, I probably like like a dog has to turn around like three times before <laughs> it, get, it gets into the bed, <laughs> you know, and then it finds that comfortable spot. Me, it's the same thing. I've got to, you know, flip around, flip around, flip around. And, you know, the other thing is I don't like my head being cold. So those covers are way up high. Oh, interesting. But what about a sleep cap? Would you ever wear one of those? I would. I never oh thought about God. it. But I probably would. And I can understand it. And mama in her kerchief and you in your cap. Okay, that's hell, funny. Hell yeah. Because, I mean, no, nothing is worse than a breeze, a cold breeze, especially if your bed is near a window or something where right? you don't have a lot of insulation and it's, you know. But you live in Florida. How many cold breezes? Are you it's been cold the last few nights. <laughs> um, I have pillow placement issues. I need certain kinds of pillows for my head and neck. I need a pillow between – I sleep on my side most comfortably. Uh-huh. I put a pillow between my knees so my hips are aligned. Right. I have all my chakras in order before I go to sleep. It's a, it's a process. I, I so feel bad for my husband who will never stop complaining about how I am when I sleep. And I know I make noise and I hog blankets and then I throw blankets off because I get hot and I'm – drooling and I'm farting and I'm sure it's horrible, but that's me. I do sleep well once I get to sleep. So unfortunately, lately, I, you know, I know I, I'm sure I snore or whatever. He's a big snorer and that's become a little bit of a, of a, I used to be able to sleep through anything and now I wake up a little bit with the snoring, but I can usually get back to sleep. I'm a big snorer, so I've been told. Yeah. So. And it's fine. I mean, everybody does it. It's not It's not a big deal. It's just sometimes I can sleep through it easier than others. Lately, I have been a little more restless when it comes to snoring. And maybe I wake up because I'm snoring. I don't know. But then I hear... You, you always know who really snores a lot by how good the couches are in the house. <laughs> if it's a good couch, you got to be snoring. We, we in, have right? awesome couches. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's funny. And what about like noise? Do you wake up when you hear the slightest little noise? Are you a sound sleeper? I am the most sound sleeper on the planet. And what about a sleep mask? Would you ever wear one of those? No. I think I'm going to get one of those because you're talking about the the over the eyes. Yeah, you know the fur lines or leopard print. You know, sleep mask (laughs) thing. Because on the weekend when I could sleep past five a.m. because I don't have to get up, I can't. I just pull the covers over my head. And I've been told it's because of light, right? There's light that comes through the room. So if I covered it up, because in a hotel, when you pull the blackout curtains, I can sleep a lot, which I really, really appreciate. So I like, I definitely like blackout curtains. And I'm thinking maybe a sleep mask might help me achieve that. Covers over your head. No, I have to have my face out because I need the fresh air, but I need the rest of me covered up. You know, oh my gosh. (laughs) 
Ay, ay, ay. We do need a new bed, though. That's something we need to invest in. And, and they're expensive. It's crazy expensive to buy a bed. It, it is. And the thing about buying a bed is that everybody lies to you. <laughs> <laughs> they like about buying anything. Hell. But yes. Yeah. What's your sleep number? All that stuff. I have it's a really- sleep number bed. Oh, you do? Do I you do. love it? Um, yeah, it's fine. It's All fine. Right. But, I mean, it's like anything else, though. They have to be set up properly. And, Ah. you know, and they don't give you, well, it depends on how you want to set up your sleep number bed. Some people put them on the floor, which is great. And in the case that I've got, it's in a frame. So it actually sits pretty high. It's really high, actually. Okay. It's in a sleigh But you have different tastes, right? Like you want a certain number and she wants a certain number. Oh, yeah, you can do that. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think that would be good for, for us because I definitely have different requirements than he does. Well, what's nice is, though, is if your requirements or desires change over time, you can change your sleep number. Right. So, it would be nice like when you're, yeah, every different various body stage, you know, you can mm-hmm. change the number. Yeah. So that's that makes it nice. And although I can tell you that it doesn't stop snoring like they claim. <laughs> Oh, no. <laughs> no. Hence the reason your couch is so comfortable. That's a head, yeah. <laughs> Sleep number couch. <laughs> well, I truly feel bad for people with absolute insomnia because I know I've dealt with people in my family that have suffered with it where they just claim they just can't sleep. And I just, I don't get it. I don't understand that. I need sleep so badly. And so do they. It's not like they don't want to sleep, but they just have Come on. NyQuil can overcome any insomnia. <laughs> Right. Well, and that is the big fallacy because you know me and my booze. I love me some booze, right? Yeah. And I love to drink. And I always think I'm going to have just a glass or two or 12 of wine yeah. and I'm going to sleep so good. And you fall asleep a lot easier yeah. with the alcohol. But then you have that weird wake-up period and then the hangover period and all that. So the booze doesn't really help. Really? Um, PM sleep. I take those and I take NyQuil, but then I'm, I feel as hungover after I take those meds oh, as I do of, if I've had a bottle of wine before. Oh, so it's a drug hangover. Oh. Yeah, to me that causes that. See, you know, I guess I, I, I feel sad for people who are insomniacs. Yeah. And I mean, I know I like drink a lot of coffee and generally I can drink coffee and go to bed. I'm, okay. just, I'm that way. But occasionally if I haven't had a lot of coffee all day and then I have it before bed, I'll be kind of wired up. Buzz you a little bit. Buzz yep. me a little bit. But you know what? When the lights go low in places, and maybe that's part of what's in that sleep thing, mm-hmm. it does something to your your brain. And for me, it tells me it is time to go to sleep. And then right. if I lay down and I'm at vertical, you know, horizontal, it, there's a micro switch that goes off. Click. Five minutes. Done. So you're just trained and you're done. That's so good. I hear that as I age, which I, you know, I'm fighting doing, that, you know, sleep becomes more elusive, right? And really? you wake up more because whatever hormonal bullshit happens. And and all right, and I know a lot of people that have been through this, so I know it's not just anecdotal that it really does happen to people. Mm-hmm. But I'm desperately gonna fight that because I I don't wanna be I don't wanna be sleep deprived again. I've gone through that with children and babies and it's horrible. It's absolutely horrible. It's whenever they talk about waterboarding and all that as torture, mm-hmm. I'm sure it's torture. But the sleep deprivation thing, 
it seems even more cruel to me because sleep is just so important. What What is the longest that you ever stayed awake for? Oh, good question. Probably only, I don't know, maybe 36 hours, maybe a day and a half kind of. Yeah. In fact, recently this last year I did that. I had to work like two overnights and then be up the day after something. I had something going on. So, yeah, I was up for almost 48 hours and that's that's asking a lot of my little system i don't know that i've done a 48 hour i think even in the military you didn't have to be up forever 36 in the military i did overnight watch right where where i had already been up all day since six o'clock in the morning and it was didn't get off till 6 a.m and then went home and didn't get to bed till probably close to noon and then by the time you got home your body it's weird. Once you do a full 24 hours and it, you're awake and then the sun comes up, then it's a lot harder to decide to get a nap and go to sleep. You almost have right. to force yourself at that point to get your body back on that normal Well, yeah. Track. And then like if you're traveling or whatever and the times are different, they say don't sleep right away and, and wait to go to sleep at night when it's dark like mm-hmm. the locals do. What about napping? Are you a napper? I used to be. I used to come home from work when I was in the Navy. I was so bad about this. Get, you know, turn on the TV. Where in the world is Carmen Sandiego would come on? <laughs> yes, oh my God. Right, here, here I am, 22 years old. <laughs> Watching Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. Right. And I'd be on my little couch in my apartment and uh, I'd be gone. <laughs> you know? Sleeping, huh? Yeah, I'd be gone for a good hour and a half. And then I'd be great for the rest of the day. I'd be up late. I have a hard time sleeping during the day to take naps, so that frustrates me that I can't get that club nap, you know, in before we're going to go out for a big night on the town. But what's his name? Tim Ferriss. Have you heard of the book, The 4-Hour Workweek and The 4-Hour Body and The 4-Hour – he's writing a 4-Hour Cookbook. This guy is like a – he's really very bright and his take on it is that we could all stay awake almost eternally if we just slept in these little – 25 to 45 minute blocks. I've heard that. Yeah. But you know what? Once you're in it, I'm in it to win it. I know, right? <laughs> I need my sleep. In fact, I'm yawning right now. Hell yeah. <laughs> Maybe we ought to tidy this up and put this topic to bed. I know. Well, d- disorders, though. Which it talked a little bit about that. What about sleep apnea? What's that all about? That's when people stop breathing when they're sleeping, yeah. and that's the snoring thing. Well, that is snoring. I mean, yes. I don't. I don't know though. Does that mean that everybody who snores has got sleep apnea? I think to various degrees, yeah. And then, of course, people that are heavy have sleep apnea, and they literally stop breathing. Um, I'm not getting a CPAP machine. Ain't well, happening. that's so unattractive to see those. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm your father, and here's my CPAP machine. Um, I think that that if you need one, you should wear it, right? Like I understand that people need them and should wear them because if you don't sleep well, then you're screwed. And all of your health, especially if you have a weight issue that's causing you sleep apnea, your health is dependent upon your rest. And if you're not resting well, then you can't be well well and you need, to, you need the machine. They're not pretty. I get it. It's a pain in the butt. But mm-hmm. – if you need oxygen, we need oxygen to function. Uh, is that, and that, I guess that's what it's doing. Does, but it doesn't really stop snoring. It just makes sure that you get 
enough air to breathe. It's a constant flow of oxygen, I believe, through your nose. And of course, if you're a snorer, it's your, what is it, your epiglottis that closes on its own. So the the air coming through your nose supposedly keeps that airway open all the time oh, it does. in the back of your throat. So that's because that's where all the noise comes when you're snoring, apparently, mm-hmm. is the back of your throat. So that keeps that open so you don't. I, I can make the most well. annoying snoring sounds while I'm awake. <laughs> <laughs> while you're awake. Did you hear well, that? Snores <laughs> like that and that noise that we all associate with, that we make that sound effect. That's not what snoring sounds like. Mine right? does. Uh, no, maybe I'm person wrong. Person that I snore next to um, makes very strange snoring noises. Well, that's yeah, that's true. And I, we, we, I'm sure I do too. I don't ever want anyone to record that. That is definitely not something that needs to be seen. <laughs> I can't imagine, but I'm going to deny that I snore. <laughs> it doesn't. That's how you make friends. Yes, denying deny it. Deny it. You know, it's the shaggy <laughs> defense. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Better than the tweaky defense. That's a, that's a whole other subject right now, huh? Didn't I hear that the hostess company's filing bankruptcy or something? Is yeah, that true? That's what? True. I know. It's because I'm on my diet, that's why. I know. <laughs> but, but the big joke is, right, that everybody has Twinkies still sitting on their shelf from 1954. That's true. We don't need to buy new ones. They're, just <laughs> They're fresh. They're fresh there. Good. No, that, I that's love that. Weird. That's funny. But it's not true. Yeah, I guess. In the morning, right? Wake up and have a a fresh, wholesome, fresh breakfast with Twinkies. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember those commercials for the Hostess products? And the mom would be waiting for the kids when they got home from school, and she would have a plate full of Twinkies and Ding Dongs and Ho-Hos and Ring Dings and whatever they were. Just like a pyramid piled high on that plate. about, here's your nutritious snack. It's fortified with cream filling and vitamin D or whatever bullshit you <laughs> get. I love that. We don't get any of those commercials anymore. I know. <laughs> well, All right. wake, wake up. up. Because <laughs> we're going to call this sleep topic done. 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 It's its final resting place. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, for TJ Talks, I'm Judd. And I'm Teresa. And we will talk to you later. Talk to you later. Naked, which you know, great. Yeah. I can't even get you know good naked action in my dreams. But 